Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning and welcome to At Home at the Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, I, it is September 19th. 2021 has done flown by, my man. Man, I think that's the name of the game these days. Don't ask me why. Someone done hit the accelerator button. My my old buddy told me one time, Bob Blanton, he said his oh, yeah. theory on that is, you know, w- one year now is 143rd of my life, because I'm 43 years old, if you understand that. But when I was two, it was one half of my life. So 143rd is a lot smaller of a fraction than one half. Oh, Bob's got some wisdom. That was pretty intelligent. That is pretty good. I like, man. I've never heard that before. And at before. the time, I was like 24. I'm like, man, this stuff's flying by. <laughs> he said, wait till you're 43. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? <laughs> that was like 20 years ago. It really was. Uh, my good old Nary days. I, oh, Bob, I hope you're doing well, man. Yeah, he, uh, I, and I, in fact, I went to Bob's house and met him when I first started uh, at Roby Electric, and we hooked up a little electrical work. Yeah, he's old river rat. Out there on the river. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, in, you know, right by the Steel Creek area, right? Yeah, he sold that house. He lives uh, down in Withers Cove. Now he lives uh, down near Buster Boy Bridge, a little further south. We keep ch- chewing the cut about meeting up on the, on the water, but we haven't. But, uh, yeah, Bob and Janet. And, no, and cool. I I did some Nary trips, uh, remodeling association with Bob early on. It's just such a stand up guy. He owned all season windows yeah. and doors. Yeah, yeah, over here on Wilkinson, true Westsider, NASCAR guy. I mean, what else? I gotcha. Is there? I gotcha. There's something about meeting up with somebody on the water. My my river days have been hung up for the year. Um, I'm no longer I'm no longer a river at it. My river time is you know May, June, July, August, and then. We ship out. We ship out east for for the off season. So you keep your boat east. East, yes. Your, che- bo- your boat cheaper. Not, your boat does not come return to the, to the Catawba. Nah, man. I got my buddy. Until summer. I got my buddy Nikki down at uh, Oak Island. I keep it at a little storage facility down there. It's about. Uh, it's a little bit less down there. The little land lands a little cheaper. Nikki's a good fellow. The only thing that you got to worry about. Is they got they got they got the sand the sand gnats down there. Woo, where to keep this thing? You gotta watch out. Look at my arm. Stokers will get you. Sand gnats or sand flea. We call I mean, them. maybe one day sand I'll fleas. get to go down there and experience the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that now for a couple of years. I know it's a shame that I, that I hung out with John Tamaro, our our, our good you, buddy. Every time you talk about it, and then you talk to your boy at uh, Barrett Ocean Isle Fishing yeah. Center. Yeah, making some connections with, with he and John. And then a couple of weeks ago, you said you talked to the municipalities of Brunswick County, the 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 man with the the man with the strong arm. Yeah, when they when you see the guys with those brown uniforms, that isn't a, that isn't a good thing. But uh, I, I will tell you something interesting on that same that same trip. That was the last time I was there. There's a there's a uh, uh, inlet called Lockwood Folly, which which if those are the people that have been down in the area, it's it's very narrow and it's very shallow. And I had my mother-in-law with us, and I I saw it. I'm a, I'm a novice, Trent. I'm trying to learn. 
And um, they were dredging, and the boat was called the Merit, and I was kind of getting a little dicey. I wanted to try to follow somebody else through this thing so I could figure it out for the first time. And I sat there for a while, and I wasn't comfortable with going, and I was, I was going to go the wrong way. And so I was like, let's try this radio out. And I clicked the, the button and said, come in, Merit. And this nice fellow answered right away and said, go ahead. I said, where do I need to go? I, I've never been down this inlet. And he said, follow up my starboard side, which is the right side of a boat. And you just come straight up the head, and, and you'll be good to go. And I clicked off, said thank you. And he said, really appreciate you calling. And, and that, I mean, that, it was pretty cool for me. That was that was a big confidence booster because I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. And he got down to two foot of water. And I was like, this is not good. But sure enough, got, got right on wow. through. Yeah. Man. Nice of that fellow to do well, that. Well, you know, I've always said uh, I, you only have a certain amount of things in your life you can learn or try to do. And I, I'm kind of pretty set, uh, content. And I've uh, never, never been one to tr- have a hankering to learn to scuba dive. Yeah. I, I, I've uh, snorkeled, you know. That's a lot of fun, though. It is fun, but one fish, all fish, in my opinion. I mean, what? that's good. It's just not my thing. Red fish, blue fish? Green fish, brown fish. I just I read a book know. called Blue Fish. You ever heard that one? Sorry, go ahead. No, I haven't. Go ahead. Uh, but my kids watch these videos. Like, TV Today is watching... YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Yeah. These people. That's TV today. I got so it. don't get mad that Woody Woodpecker written on. And they're pretty educational. I mean, like <laughs> I think I said this a couple weeks ago, lock yourself in a box and see how you can get out of it. It's kind of kind of funny. But these divers are getting shark's teeth, megalodon shark's teeth, and they're pulling like 15, oh, 20 a day mean. out. I told Reagan last night that they were watching it, and I said that might be one thing that got, gets me want to scuba dive chris gibson roby director of construction for our commercial side he just learned how to scuba dive with his son that's great yeah he said it's he said it's the coolest thing you need to do that man go get you Man, some megalodon teeth. i don't need to do that i, I don't like a, i got a lot on my plate i mean you can that's get like a, a megalodon tooth necklace that'd look cool sometimes sometimes too, too much makes people not have I a agree. good heart i agree no matter how cool the too much is but it's a megalodon uh, tooth I mean, that's pretty cool. I got a megalodon tooth, dude. The one around your neck is a necklace. Where that joker around? <laughs> they start talking with like an Australian accent. My megalodon accent. tooth came from my mom's sister, uh, God rest her soul. Her name's Judy. She she taught me to hunt shark's teeth at Top Sail Beach oh. when I was a little kid. But she found this on the beach or on the side of the road, apparently, was a story, in Florida. And I always dreamed about going to Florida. Oh, my gosh, that's where the real shark's teeth are real. So, you know, so, this, cool. so this spring break, uh, this well, this year past we went to went to Disney, and on the way we stopped a couple spots and looked like notorious shark teeth place. Found a couple good ones, but next spring break we're doing a instead of Tennessee this year we did Tennessee. We're doing a, a coastal trip, and we're gonna go for on a megalodon hunt, so fossil fossil hunt. So uh, which all shark teeth are fossils? So pretty exciting that's and, cool. and in a couple of weeks i'm going down to rich ballot my buddy's house been on the show down to top sale beach yeah. to and it's kind of like a little shark's teeth extravaganza for for me and my family so uh exciting stuff man how do we get into that i don't know i'm in a good mood shark's teeth are awesome they I, are. we should talk we should have an entire show on shark's teeth i mean i would be down i'm in all right we'll interview who's the expert you oh Hey, speaking of shark's teeth, our guest today is Ross Twitty. Oh, yeah. There you go. Runs family business down at the Outer Banks. Wow. Twitty and Company. He's a generational family business manager. They manage properties. I know they manage over 1,000 private residents. He's talking about 
right down our alley. We got salt water, sharks, teeth, property management. We're in the game. Love it. All right, Ross Twitty, when we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your host. If you missed the last segment, we talked all things Megalodon, shark, teeth, amongst a bunch of other things, teeing up Ross Twitty, who is based out of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, Outer Banks. Um, Ross, do you have any Megalodon teeth? Fortunately, no. You know, I, I like to go surfing, so when you guys start the show by talking about sharks eating oh, old man. people, you know, it just sets the right tone. <laughs> yeah, that's not what a surfer wants to do. I'll tell you another thing that stinks about surfing sometimes is, do uh, you guys get jellyfish bad up there, or you just sort of get immune to them after a while? Uh, did I mention I'm in the vacation rental business on the Outer Banks? So <laughs> I answer that question a little differently than most people. There's zero jellyfish. None. <laughs> well, we live in this wonderful ecosystem of a healthy ocean. And that makes for a wonderful uh, chance to go swimming and experience the wild creatures. Wow. Man, that was pretty good. That was great. Now, if you've never been to the Outer Banks, obviously, I mean, I'm sure most people have, but it is just beautiful. I mean, it's a whole different feeling than, you know, the Southern Carolina beaches that we're used to, Trent. It's just, it's just, it's unbelievable out there. Um, I would imagine you're a fisher, fisherman as well. I fish. You know, I put a lot of bait on hooks and stare out to the, the horizon. Sometimes I catch something, sometimes not, but I'm always winning. Heard that, Patrick? In. Patrick's got the same fish story. I just don't catch anything. He do, he fishes out of Ocean Isle though. Yeah, how, how far Oak apart Island. are you guys? Yeah, we're pretty Oak, far. Oak Island, excuse me. Yeah, Ocean Isle's right above, right below. Yeah. Okay. So Oak That's Island. Part of the reason I wanted to come on the show today, I just I hear the mountain accent, and all you guys do is talk about southern beaches. I said I got to do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, what generation are you on Outer Banks? I'm the second generation of Twitty and Company. So, Dad found in 1978. 1978. That's a great year, year I was born. Uh, you, you uh, Ross and I met through YPO. Uh, he's probably our most Eastern member of of the Southern 7 chapter right now. I think you, you're hanging out there on, on the wings of, of North Carolina. Um but uh, about me, I think this is good. Dave Chappelle, Looney Tunes, and Eastbound and Down are the biggest influences of comedy in my life. <laughs> born and, <laughs> hold on. Born and raised in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, there's only one type of barbecue, slow-cooked hog with Eastern North Carolina sauce. Woo! Only better than barbecue is same-day yellowfin uh, cooked rare tuna cooked rare over hickory chips. Amen. So, I like that, man. And when we first met, uh, I went and looked you up after we hung out the first time, and and I read that. I said, this is my type of dude. (laughs) It's very complicated and formal. Yeah, they're very formal. Uh, But, yeah, no, we we joke about eastbound and down a little bit on here, so that's funny. That's why I threw in a whoo. That's Uh, why you did? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So you're second generation. Your dad started uh, the Twitty and Company in 78 to manage privately held uh, rental properties in the Outer Banks. Is that right? Uh, He started in real estate and so um, sold some real estate in the Outer Banks. And then the question came up, hey, now that I've built a home, would you be willing to rent it out? So kind of went into the vacation rental side from the real estate side. And so as the more property sold and more folks wanted to build homes, they asked the same question. Hey, are you willing to rent it out? Because I can only use it, you know, 50 or two weeks out of the year, three weeks out of the year. 
And the hope was that, hey, by having someone pay for the weeks I can't use, maybe they can subsidize this investment. Yeah, and and I, I think that's a pretty smart game, Patrick. You you got one one down there. Don't that's you? what we do. Yeah, I mean the same thing. And we, we I mean it's a hundred percent. I mean that that was the only reason we were really able to do it, and we wanted to do it was to have somebody like yourself. I mean, it's, it, it had to be turnkey for us. I mean, we didn't we didn't want to get another headache. Um, we traded a headache in Charlotte from a rental property standpoint to to do that, and um, it, you know it, it seems like it's a pretty pretty lucrative business, and, it, and it's a a true win-win. I mean, it really is. We go into partnership with somebody like yourself. Uh, we have one one near us, and you know, you get a statement at the end of the month, and all the headaches that 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 normally would would come with being, especially a short-term rental person, a, re- a rental investor, kind of kind of go away. Um, it's got to be a, a nail on the head between the aligning the emotional side of it with the financial side. So the economics and the heart have yeah. to work together. So you're like, hey, we enjoy this. This is our investment. We're proud of this. And we also want to make sure we're doing this in the right fashion, where it does do something for ourselves or the future generation. Well, and that's and that's exactly how we thought about it. Like, I mean, we we wanted to appreciate what we had and, and be able to make some memories of, with our family, and um, and not have to be, be a pain in the. You know what? And I mean, that's exactly what what has happened so far. Knock on wood. It's you know, other than you know, you learn real quick being somebody from Charlotte uh, and owning something at the coast that things just don't last nearly as long. <laughs> Uh, HVAC and water heaters uh, in particular, but other than that, I mean, it's it's been a really seamless transition, and I think you do make a good point of the emotional side is sort of taken out of it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to have a trust with that person. You know, hey, if you they want you want someone to manage a multi million dollar investment, you have to understand who they are, have to trust them, you have to enjoy the relationship. And it's tough sometimes. It's not what you want to hear. You don't want to replace the hot water heater. You don't want to do the HVAC. Or the carpet, or you know, something breaks. But at the end of the day, like it is a business, and there are some guests in the home paying big money, and sure, part of this partnership to create this wonderful experience. So, Ross, how long have you worked in the business? Were you a little rug rat running around with your pops, uh, raking off, raking off sand spurs? <laughs> well, no one's ever accused of being smart. So, yes, I grew up in the business thinking it was normal, and so you know, started <laughs> stuff in packets when I was five at the front. Yeah, and stuff in linens uh, when I was eight, and then moved on to doing some services outside in the homes themselves. You know, by 12, 13, 14, I was able to ride along with some folks. Went to college, came back from college, and went right back into this. So it's been 20 years full time, but growing up in the business, doing everything from packets, linens, maintenance, and then starting full time work throughout the company in owner services and accounting. Uh, in operations and marketing, a number of different ventures. Just because that was my passion, that was what I thought was fun. It is fun, um, and I think I got a gift of not really having a choice. I just said this is something I've always wanted to do. Where did you go to college? Dear old Wake Forest. So we're the irrelevant team in the ACC. <laughs> Man, Wake Forest. We don't hear that one too we often. Don't. We don't. Uh, there's. I don't. Is there is there really a relevant team right now in the ACC? Oh. Well, maybe we shouldn't well, go there. People are talking about, like, who's going to join these big conferences. Wake Forest is on the other side. We're worried we're going to get kicked out. (laughs) We're on this tobacco road, but we don't really scare anyone. No one's really excited to play us. So we're just making sure that we we keep in the the firm roots of the ACC and do our best. You're bringing up the academic bell curve. How about that? Yeah, how about that? You you guys are bringing (laughs) the intelligence from the heart of the state. (laughs) Well, Well, they let me in. So, I mean – I don't know how much that 
What did you study? What did you study at, at Wake? It was a specific field called business. B-I-D apostrophe N-E-S-F. <laughs> hey. And you took back that, that down to the eastern seaboard, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. That's pretty good. So yeah. it was not a, a, a major for hospitality at Wake, but it was just general business. And so that allowed me to go into you know, anything that I had, a, you know, I thought a connection with the family. Oh, business. yeah. I, I went to Carolina, and, and they definitely don't have anything related to construction, my generational family, but – and. Uh, <laughs> And and I told my dad I wanted to go to state, and he told me if, if I didn't wear that baby blue, as he saw me wear it every single day of my life for years, uh, he was gonna beat my head. So I, I went and studied economics because I couldn't get into business school. I'm not, I'm not sure what to think here because uh, Clemson had both of these things, construction science and PRTM, Parks, Recreation, Tourism, Management. So I don't know what that says. I didn't study either one of them, but... Um, You're a generation behind me, Patrick, but when I was coming up, Clemson was no good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Counting cow patties. We've heard that before. That was, yeah. that, was, yeah. that was a complete joke. Clemson's always been a first-class school. Ag and engineering, man. My dad told me I had to go in-state, and then he let yep. my sister go to college at Charleston, so that's a whole other problem with my family. <laughs> you don't hold any head trash for that, huh? No, I don't. Not at all. Hey, it worked out. Which, it worked out one? well. Well, your sister's a doctor. Yeah, I mean, she's good. doing okay. Yeah, now nah, nah, she lives in Augusta. So, uh, yeah. Well, Ross, man, awesome story. Uh, we'd love to continue and talk business philosophy and where, where are you going, where you see opportunities, and, and talk about people traveling down to the Outer Banks. Uh, will you stick around with us for another segment? Y'all the boss. I'm just still along for the ride. All right. Ross Twitty, when we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We're joined by Ross Twitty, hailing from Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, in the vacation rental property management business. Um, he has confirmed there are no jellyfish in the Outer Banks. Everything is good to go. Uh, come enjoy the, the pristine. I, I mean, I'm going to – Southern Shores, is that Kitty Hawk? I do right not. Right next door to Kitty Hawk, yeah. Okay. I go kiteboarding out there, actually, with yeah. YPO a couple times. And I will say where we kite is on the sound side. And yep. it is about five feet deep, four feet, five feet, six feet deep for, for several miles, it seems like. Uh, you kind of lose perspective when you get out there. And, and and I've never seen a jellyfish, I don't think. So I think he's on to something, actually. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, and then, and then I've gone. Some guys go to the ocean side, which is right across the street, really, and, and they'll surf when the wind's not right. But, but I was a beginner, so I had to go over there and try to fly a kite on land a little bit on the beach. But it, it, man, what a beautiful, oh, it's awesome. awesome. We we were there uh, with the vendor a couple about two months ago, Nags Head, which is a little bit north, I believe. Am I right on that, Ross? Uh, a little bit south, but again, if you're south. on vacation, it's wherever you want it to be. There, hey, that's right. Um, and you got world-class fishing. I mean, the whole area is just, it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm, I'm very jealous you get to live there, and obviously you've been been—you've been prosperous. Uh, Trent, you were asking some questions during the break, I think would be pretty well, interesting. Well, yeah, I, I, my, my take on it when I go out there for a couple of days and I kite and I hang out with the locals and stuff, I feel gnarly when I come home. I mean, I don't know if I'm just a big cornball 
coming home with my new pair of shorts. Uh, but but it, it, it puts you in that mood. And the really cool thing is, is like the diverse mix of folks that, that are out there and they're just hanging out and they go exercise really hard for a couple hours and then they come back and they're just, just casually interacting and chilling socially. So uh, I was saying maybe you could educate us a little more, brag about on brag about your homeland and and, and where you earn a living. Talk about where the folks uh, you know come from that own your properties that you manage. You know what what area of of the southeast if that's it, or and where your visitors tend to come from, and what attracts them. I think you guys nailed it. The Outer Banks is unique in the sense that it's beautiful. It has wonderful seafood, which creates this emotional experience, and it has kind people. And I think that those three factors together make somebody more likely to be happy after experiencing that and want to do it again. And so you see this draw of just North Carolina, just in general. I, of course, I'm biased, but it's a, just a gorgeous state. And um, so out on the coast, we get people that are coming from the northeastern part of the United States. And so... Northern Virginia is the biggest one, but Ohio, wow. Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, um, you have that uh, draw from that driving distance, usually about six to eight hours. And so the homeowners do this journey, too, they come down, experience it. They probably feel gnarly as well or radical. And they say, hey, we, we like doing this. We like renting, but we like something more permanent. We'd like to be able to call this a little slice of it our own. And so you just see this evolution towards, you know, renters that turn into guests, that turn into owners. That is no, that's neat. Makes sense. It, and I didn't realize I love seafood. My favorite food by far. Uh, I didn't realize that seafood had an emotional attraction. Is it? Can you explain that? Well, I mean, anytime you say, "Hey, I'm I'm out there visiting the coast," you know, and I think people when they talk about it, I ask them all the time, like, "Hey, what are you looking forward to on the Banks? And a lot of it is, "Hey, I'm going to do nothing," but it's not necessarily nothing. It's time with family. And some of those best memories are made over some some meals. And locally, it's seafood. we got some green tail shrimp, local shrimp being caught right now. Absolutely mm. wonderful. And so the grandparents, at some point in time, you just see this increase on experiences on the, the, the nation right now with COVID going on. And so it's anywhere pretty has seen that, but particularly in the Outer Banks. And it comes down to the grandparents or parents and like, hey, what we really want in our life is to eat a really good meal, surrounded by family with time to talk. And so we're biased, but we think it's, hey, get some same-day yellowfin tuna or some scallops or mahi-mahi or shrimp or this wide selection that we have in North Carolina and sit down with your family or loved ones and people you care about and listen to the ocean in the background and hear your kids laugh and tell me if you're not a better person afterwards. Amen. No, you're dead on the money. I mean, uh, I, I think I was joking earlier. I'm reading a book called Blue Fisher, and that's what this guy does is create ex- like crazy experiences for different people like one example was uh, he got a guy that was able to sing four songs for Journey. All he wanted to do was meet Journey. And that's what he's talking about. He said, you know, you can give somebody some money, right? You can give somebody money, and they'll pay their bills, and they forget about it. But you give that experience, and it's it's something that you never, ever forget. And that's priceless, and that's kind of what the whole basis of the book is. And you're, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, Ross, when we, we, we bought our little condo at Oak Island, you know, we were bouncing it back and forth, and then a good mentor of ours, our CFO, David, said, yeah, but if you wait two more years, you're going to miss out on two years of potential memories. If you think you can do it, you should just do it. And he was right. I mean, it, I'm only going to have the chance to have my nine, my daughter when she's seven, eight, nine, and ten in that atmosphere one time. I get one chance at this. So 
that's exactly what's happened with us is that she turns into a different person when we go there. She can be grumpy a little bit like a normal 10-year-old kid, but we get down there and she's back to being, you know, six, seven-year-old just having the time of her life. And I get it. I mean, I completely get your industry and, and it's really cool that you get to bridge that gap with people making that transition. There's a great country song that says memories cost a lot if you don't make them. And that's so true. And then mm. I go back to the, the, the freshman convocation speaker said, hey, make time to waste time at college. And that had a powerful impact on me. And I think that's what folks want to do. They want to protect this time with family just to go there. And the ocean is a great equalizer. You could be into whatever and have different styles and personalities, but you can all come together and laugh at the, the sound of the ocean. So tell me, how is business in 2000, fall yeah. of 2021 down, down at the Outer Banks? We are so fortunate. I think, again, anywhere pretty in America right now is seeing an increase of business. Um, and I think we're a little more fortunate in the sense that it's a within driving difference, uh, distance. It is safe. And it's somewhere where families can congregate together. And I think overall, this whole experience business, like people want an increase of experiences uh, that, that is family-oriented safe. And I think by default, the Outer Banks is lucky. Uh, there's so many other alternatives that are just not active or viable right now. Cruises, uh, big resorts, international travel, European trips. And so if you look at all the things we face in terms of competition of choices, we sometimes get down to a narrow list right now. And I think you just see an increase of, of travel to the Outer Banks. So we've been very, very lucky. And so that helps keep us humble at the same time. Like, hey, this whole attribution model is nothing we did. We're just along for the ride. So remember that and try to make the most of it. Yeah, Patrick and I talk about, I mean, I'm amazed at when I reflect on, on COVID and, and other trying times in my grown life uh, as I reflect. You know, it, it, it's sad, but it's true. Uh, it, winners, winners of industry and, and areas geographically and stuff are picked and losers are picked. And that's just the way the world is. I mean, and God bless that. Uh, I think the whole Southeast, the Sun Belt, North Carolina, the Outer Banks. I mean, Godspeed to you and your your family business. Uh, I think it's awesome. I, you're definitely one of the most unique businesses we've ever had on here uh, with where y'all are located and what you do and being a family business. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Got about a minute. What yeah. is the one principle business and, and, and family I think is pretty similar? You might have something separate. That, that Ross Twitty uh, – runs and and helps his family business with and lives by i'd say it's a mix of do right fear no man we saw that expression a long time ago and family harmony do right fear no man I mean, and he didn't, family harmony he didn't skip a beat there either he no. might have been doing a little homework before the show that was pretty good man well, he we, again, like you go back to COVID, and you're like, hey, what are some principles of COVID? Like, hey, all we can do is the right thing for as long as we can, go to bed, wake up, do the same thing again, and yep. we'll come out in the best possible position. I can't control the outcome, but that's all we know. No, that's right, and and, and worry only worry is 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 taking a loan on on something that might eighty ninety eighty five ninety percent chance never happens. My wife calls it borrowing trouble. Mm. That's it. Amen. <laughs> quit borrowing trouble. I'm like, oh, but I'm good at that. Leave me alone. Like, yeah, I want to do as good at it. Yeah. Well, Ross, uh, give your business a plug, man. It's been awesome, awesome with your personality and learning about your family, learning about your land. Anytime you're on the Outer Banks, if you have an interest in, in short-term accommodations, 
think Twitty and Company, kind of like Conway Twitty, the the famous country artist, but with two D's. There you go. We'll blow it up on social Twitty, media too. Yeah. T-W-I-D-D-Y, Twitty and Twitty, Company. not Conway. And, and we'll put it on the air. Ross, thanks for being here. Uh, hey, thank y'all. I appreciate it. If we can ever help, please let me know. We yeah. will. I'm, I'm coming your way. Uh, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Hastings from the Roby Family of Companies. Just finish up with Ross Twitty, Trent. Like Conway, but with two Ds. Remember, I was going to ask him that, but I would say maybe we shouldn't. I'm sure he hears that all the time. Are you related to Conway? Two Ds, man. Different spelling. He's off the yeah. hook. Or he's on. But I mean, maybe being related to Conway Twitty's good. He could be related to him. I don't. Well, I would think that would be awesome. Yeah, I kind of agree. Got a little country in him. He might fit the bill. Yeah, no joke. Man, no that joke. was that was awesome. That is cool. That I mean, we talk about this all the time, and we talk about it because it's rare industries, a rare charity a guy does. He flies veterans around. Yeah. I mean, you got the asphalt man, you know. I mean, all kind of crazy stuff. This fella, Ross Twitty, in the Twitty Company, manages over a 1,000 single-family houses in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Vacation rentals, yeah. Privately owned. That's, that's crazy. That's just unbelievable and all i mean yeah just we're in that business in the services side of business but all the things you were talking about out at the coast that that goes into managing a property and 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 what the weather and and the climate and stuff can do to it relative to being inland talking about my i got a funny story uh and then, and then we're going to read our second wish story, right. right? Yep. So I got a funny story. So my dad's old pickup truck is t- not all, 2012, so it's about 10 years old. Uh, I, I have another vehicle, so I drive it some, you know, about 50% of the time. Well, it's got a leak in the top of the door when it rains and sits in my driveway, and it's got water in the bottom of the door. And I took the kids to school today, and they're like, when I put, put brakes on, the water swooshed. They're like, what is that? I'm like, it's water in my door. And then I'm like, man, it might rust out. I'm glad it's not salt water in my door. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. Anyway, F-150, go. My son's name's Ford. Woohoo! All right. There it is. <laughs> I probably punctured the top of the door. All right, let's get serious. Yep. This is our favorite time of the show. Favorite season is uh, you're going to read a wish story. Who Who is our wish child today? This is Ivy. Ivy. In Ivy, uh, I wish to give my park wheelchair accessible equipment here we go four-year-old ivy is lovingly known as princess ivy throughout her hometown of voss that is it vass or Voss? v-a-s-s i'm sure i'm getting this wrong let's say vass north carolina she is spunky and sweet like many three-year-olds her, her very favorite activity is playing outside specifically swinging in her backyard with her brother and neighbors however ivy has a rare disease that causes her to be wheelchair bound <laughs> which limits her ability to play freely in the park or her school with friends. Ivy and her family are advocates for children with disabilities and knew that there would be there were other wheelchair-bound children in her community that would love an opportunity to play and swing together. So when they learned that Ivy was eligible to have a wish granted, she wished to give wheelchair-accessible playground equipment to our local park. Think about that. Wow. We talked about that last Sunday. We did. Yeah. Um, so this selfish gesture was met by her community with joy and enthusiasm as they all rallied together to celebrate Ivy and her wish coming true. A local company helped to build a wheelchair-accessible swing set and carousel that could be enjoyed by all children. And when it was time to reveal her wish, 
Everyone from the local fire department to the town mayor came out to help Ivy cut the ribbon to unveil her beautiful new park. Man, I mean, speaking of what we talked about when you were reading the Wish story and talk, had Chris Weber on last week, we we were talking about how this it's so cool to see what these kids do, what what they want to do, want to be, want to want to get the experience uh, when they're granted a wish, and how so many of them which I definitely don't think it's needed, but so many of them's hearts come into play and they want to do things for other people as well to share the love. So it's pay, awesome. it, pay it forward, pay it back, flip it around. Man, go, Ivy. I, ho- I hope you're getting to play on that play set yeah, all the other kids. the time in vast North Carolina. That's what we're calling it? I guess. And I if you're from so. that town, I'm super sorry if I, if I mispronounce. Like I, we talked about this before. I don't like to read these things beforehand. Because it, it's it, they get they get they, every one of them gets me emotional, which I which I, I appreciate. I think it's important for us to get to that point in emotion. What did Jimmy Valvano used to say? You should laugh and cry every single day. Uh, that was one of his from his SB speech. I, I don't know if I've watched that thing about a thousand times, but he's right. I mean, having that emotion and bringing yourself to that emotion is is important. These stories do I that agree. for us. I agree. I have no problem with crying, and I definitely have no problem with laughing. Yeah, pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, we like to cut up a little bit. We cut up some today with Ross Twitty. Yeah, we did. Man, he's an OG from the coasty. Eastbound and down. Eastbound and down. For real. Oh, Kenny Powers. As got, far east got as you... TJ over here laughing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, he is east, eastern U.S. And he said something on that bio you read. There is not much better in this world than fresh yellowfin tuna oh, off man. the fish. I mean, sometimes even eating it raw. It is really good. And it's 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 fun to catch, but better to eat. How about that? It is. And my kids, we've been eating a little bit of sushi, so it's good. There you go. You know, get the sushi sushi house going on. The some, sushi boat. Some catfish out of the river there. Mm. I love the it. catfish roll. We caught a big catfish last weekend, man. It was good. We did not eat it. We threw it back. Catfish lived to see another fisherman. There it is. There it is. Amen. Hey. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have seven weeks to the 14th annual Pitching for Wishes, November the 6th. That was our second wish story uh, leading up to it. Ross Twitty with the Twitty and Company hailing from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. A good friend. Check it out if you missed the first segments. Um, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, really do the golden rule. And go cats. Wow, wow. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.